So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having a fantastic day. And uh, today's episode is what we like to call Take Two, because I lost the file. This was uh, this episode was recorded probably about a week ago, and um, it is off somewhere, somewhere in cyberspace. It is gone. So, um, so here we are. We're recording it again, and um, trust me, this is going to be even better even better than what it was before. I'm almost positive. Um, We're actually talking about a really important subject today, and this is why everything doesn't happen for a reason. I don't know if maybe you've been consoled at some point. Maybe, um, you know, you went through a hard time. Maybe somebody tried to just give you a little bit of hope, a little bit of encouragement. Maybe people, um, you know, didn't know how to make sense of what was going on, but they wanted to say something that was going to at least make you feel a bit better. And so they told you everything happens for a reason. I first heard this statement, um, at least in a memorable way, when I was 14 years old. And I'm going to explain to you in just a couple of minutes um, how that all shook down. But I, um, I'm poking at this one a little bit today because one of the the pillars of our recovery process is healing from the past. And so we we observe as people go through the healing from the past, we just observe different ways that guys actually don't do this well. You know, they dwell on their past too much. They try to reconcile parts of their past that really have no relevance for their present or their future. Um, and I think one of the other things that we see is people resolve parts of their past with blanket statements like, well, you know, everything happens for a reason. It's very, uh, it, it, it is a consoling statement and it does help us give get a sense that, yeah, there is a deeper purpose here that I, I cannot see right now. And, um, you know, and I'm trusting you, God, to reveal this purpose and this reason in due time, even if it's not super obvious right now. Again, I, I I can get on board with the, that line of thinking. I understand where it's coming from, but I do not agree that everything happens for a reason. Now, when I was 12 years old, um, I said 14, but let me actually start when I was 12. When I was 12 years old, my parents uh, broke the news to my brother and I that we were going to move across the country. We had grown up in a place called Regina, named after the queen, uh, Regina, Saskatchewan. And I lived there the first 12 years of my life. And uh, we had a good life there, man. I, I loved living there. The people were friendly. We were involved in our church community. Obviously, my dad was a pastor, um, went to a Christian school, just had a, a good life, loved everything about living there, did not want to move. And so I was devastated when my parents broke the news to us. But as a 12-year-old, you do what your parents want to do. And so we moved across the country and we moved to a place called St. Catharines, Ontario, which is where my wife and I still live today. That is, uh, you know, it's about 20 minutes from Niagara Falls. Very nice area, but, you know, it was new for me and I, I was I, I was really, I was afraid of, 
of moving. You know, I was afraid of, of losing my friends and not having a place in, um, in my new, new group, my new peer group and whatever. And those fears were quickly thwarted by two friends of mine. Uh, one was named Brad and the other was named Chucky. And both of these friends were kind to me. They reached out to me and they both didn't live too far away from me. So as time went on, we just got used to being at each other's houses and we'd sometimes meet up at a local park and we play sports and uh, video games and whatever, you know, they were just, they were good friends and, um, and it was really nice spending time with them. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, when we hit grade 10, because it, when I moved, when I moved across the country, I was in the eighth grade. And so I think I was, I guess I was 12 years old, like I mentioned. And, um, and so graduated from grade eight, this particular school, as many Christian schools have, many private schools, they had a high school. So we graduated, um, and typically this might mean some splitting off into different high schools, but really uh, 95% of us all continued on into high school, and um, and that was the case for Chucky and Brad. So, you know, we just continued to be friends and continue to do our thing together. And in grade 10 is when I remember noticing that something was different about Chucky. He was just not his usual self, a little bit sadder, darker, angrier, a little bit more held back. And, you know, we're, we're just teenagers. We're just punks trying to figure out this thing called life. So I didn't think anything of it. But in hindsight, I can, I can see now that it was probably the early signs of depression. And I will cut a long story short, but we, we had March break coming up. This was 2005. And uh, Chucky had grown up in a, a foster home with some really lovely foster parents that saved him from his original parents, who unfortunately were um, alcoholics, drug users. Um, they were physically abusive and verbally abusive, and uh, it was a really destructive home. And um, and his, these foster parents saved him, but they were older, they had decided to retire, and that meant that Chucky had to find a new place after living, I think, with them for about eight, nine years. And uh, it was a shock to his system. It was uh, spring break, he was supposed to go check out another home with his siblings. And, um, and on the Thursday evening, just leading up to, you know, Friday, our last day going in, into spring break, uh, Chucky decided to take his life. And so, um, woke up that next morning to my dad sobbing at the kitchen table. It was very unusual. Um, never really heard my dad sob like that. And after discussing a little bit, he was able to eke out what had happened. And, you know, it was a, a day that I will never forget. And when you go through moments like these in life, people say all kinds of things to you. They, they want to help you. They want to comfort you. They want to console you. And one of the things that I, I think it was actually my mom who might have said this first is that everything happens for a reason. And it really, it really helped. Like it really inspired me and encouraged me to trust that God was going to, I don't know, make something good come out of this. You know, that he was going to take this terrible thing and do something with it that would be better. Maybe it's something beyond what I could see. It gave me it gave me a sense of purpose in the midst of the pain and the sorrow and the grief. And I'm very grateful for that. But as I have worked through Chucky's death, and as I have continued to, to process that, that part of my life and the whole um, dogma just around handling loss and disappointment in life, I have realized that saying everything happens for a reason is actually wrong. It's incorrect. Because the implication that everything happens for a reason, this is especially in a faith-based context, when you believe that God 
is sovereign, that he is in control. The implication of everything happens for a reason. The implication is that God intended for that to happen. Right? If it happens for a reason, it means God intended for that to happen. That was his intent. There was a reason. There was a purpose. And it's very hard for me to imagine that that God gave life to Chucky so that he could live on the earth for 15 years, experience so much pain and hardship in his life that he decided it was better for him to end it than to go on. Hard for me to imagine that was the intent and the purpose and the reason for his life. Yet that is the implication when you say something like, well, everything happens for a reason. So I personally do not subscribe to that belief. I think it's totally wrong. I don't think God, um, I don't believe that God intends for every single choice that people make. I think people make choices against God's will all the time, against the design. And so it, it's hard then to, to rationalize or reason that everything happens with a purpose or with an intent. Instead, what I have decided and what I would encourage you to, to really at least consider and chew on as you maybe process some parts of your past and think about maybe there's been times where you have actually consoled yourself by saying, well, you know, everything happens for a reason. I want to encourage you to think about this. Um, and, and this has been my own um, resolve in, in all of it because, I, I, like I said, I really cannot get on board with this idea that everything happens for a reason. But I do believe that God works all things for good. I do believe that God works all things together for good. Does everything happen for a reason? No, I don't think so. I, I think I think God had big plans for Chucky. Plans that um, that would have probably blown Chucky's mind if only he knew. So I don't think that this was the design. I don't think it was the intent or the reason for his life. But I do think that God can take those terrible circumstances, those terrible disappointments, those tragic endings to somebody's life, and he can use them for good. You know, Chucky's passing inspired me to get more into the mental health field. My initial passion in life was psychiatry, and I, I love the idea of medicine and kind of just the interplay between, you know, somebody's brain and behavior and, and treating them that way. And so my initial pursuits were in that direction. And, uh, you know, I volunteered working on on phone lines, you know, crisis lines and crisis centers and working with children with autism. And, you know, just I, I got into the sphere of mental health, helping people who needed assistance in this area, all because of Chucky's passing, all of it. And it, it just continued and continued. And it's developed to this place now where I get to help guys get free of porn addiction. We're still dealing with uh, mental illness here um, in the realm of addiction. It's a little bit different than what Chucky went through. But the point is, God has worked that part of my life for good. Unbelievable good has happened from it, so much so that I can't imagine my life without it and, and the things that it has brought me. And so in your processing, in the things in your life, the, the tragedies, the injustices, the points of pain and the wounding and the abuse, all of it, I, I would not say any of it happened for a reason, but rather I choose to say, and I, I want to impart to you, that God is working it together for good. And if he hasn't already, he will. He absolutely will. God works all things together for good. I believe it with all my heart. For myself, I've seen it. I believe it for you as well. And I believe if you haven't seen it yet, you will.
So that's everything for today, guys. I want to thank you so much for listening. And if you want to go a little bit deeper on this healing from the past journey, maybe you know there's parts of your past that you really need to work through, that you need to store and you need to properly process. Uh, I want to encourage you to get my copy of The Last Relapse. That is my blueprint for recovery. Uh, We spent a couple of beefy chapters talking about these kinds of concepts, how to heal from your past in a really practical, easy to understand kind of way that has been proven time and time again. You can get a free download at thelastrelapsebook.com. This book has been a bestseller. This book has been featured on national television. Uh, This book is getting all kinds of attention for a reason. It really seems to be impacting people's lives. And there's a message there that people need to hear. And you might be one of those people. I don't want you to miss out on it. TheLastRelapseBook.com. That's where you can get it. It comes with a free workbook and a bunch of other material as well that's going to go a long way in the recovery journey. And that's what we're all about here. We're just about helping you resolve the roots of porn and masturbation so you can live a life of confidence and integrity. And I hope today's episode has helped you do a little bit more of that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have an amazing day and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.